Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, hello there, and you join us here today to do a little bit of due diligence. We're going to help you spot and avoid watch scams. If you want to completely avoid any of that, just go straight to watchfinder.com. Um, well, so... Tom and I, the continuing blood feud between our families has resulted in a rift that means that we aren't allowed to be in the same postcode anymore. And uh, by way of absolving that, hopefully we have brought in some third party mediation. Ben from Ben's Watch Club. How are you doing today? Hi, gents. Yeah, doing quite well. Very excited to talk about my speciality of avoiding watch scams or performing watch scams. <laughs> yeah, you don't learn that information by not being an expert. That's it, yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with Ben's Watch Club, then um, why not? Please go to the links in the description below, click them all, and be a nice person. Thank you very much. Right, so yeah, we're going to get straight into it, and we're going to talk about the various different types of scams that you may find yourself uh, getting embroiled in, whether you're buying cheap or expensive. Let's go straight into it. Fake watches. Uh, ben, have you ever been the uh, the victim of a fake watch scam? I have. Not of your own making. Oh, definitely of my own making, yeah. So I, I was just browsing on Amazon, you know, one of the most trustworthy uh, sites, and then, uh, yeah, ended up buying myself a, uh, a fake Casio G-Shock on Amazon. Oh no. Now a lot of people might not even realize that that level of watch is fake. Like how how bad is that problem? Uh really quite bad. I think it's probably a lot worse than than people think. I, I guess when you think of fake watches these days, you're thinking of these like super high-end super clones of very expensive watches because they might be the most profitable. I guess also for the uh, the fraudsters making them, it, it's probably uh, more risky too, uh, because if they get caught, you know, the reputation is going to be smashed. Whereas if you're faking a Casio, that's already, you know, might be good value for money, but it's not a super high quality watch by any stretch. It's probably easier to get away with them unless you've got a uh, relatively trained eye. You're not going to be able to uh, tell that it's a fake, I think, for the average person. So... That one was uh, of my own making, though. That 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 mispurchase. Did how did you find out, Ben? Was it when like you hit it with a hammer and it broke and it's not supposed to? Uh, no, it's, it's when I fell off a cliff and then you know I was fine, but the watch no, it was, it was uh, shattered to bits. No, that yeah. one um, I I could tell straight away on arrival. To be honest, it probably wasn't yeah. the best fake. Um, I accidentally purchased off a uh, a third-party seller on Amazon. I, I just instinctually added it to cart. And at that time, I wasn't super on it with this sort of thing. So I mustn't have checked that it 
who the seller was because on Amazon, obviously not everything is sold by Amazon. There's lots of like mm. third party sellers akin to yeah. eBay, let's say. And then the uh, the seller that I'd purchased from had like one previous transaction with someone else who said they thought it was a fake G-Shock 2, uh, oh. which I only found out after heading on to check because the watch that arrived, something was just off about the actual surface of of, um, of the watch itself. It's like some like rubbery plastic compound. It was just a typical black one. I think, I don't think it was a DW5600. I think it was that uh, octagonal one. Mm. I could tell immediately it wasn't quite right. Felt a little bit too lightweight as well, just slightly. Uh, and yeah, it didn't, just something about it wasn't quite right. So yeah, yeah, then yeah. I answered my own question by finding out the seller. So I had to go and get that one refunded. In the case of the Moonswatch, the fakes that turned up were a significantly better quality. That was the tale. <laughs> um, so f- from that experience, Ben, what have you learned to do going forwards? Like, can you, can you tell from the imagery? Is it really purely just about the seller? Do you just generally have to be savvy to the price? In terms of fakes, it's definitely a combination of those things. Uh, I think when it comes to, yeah, the, the price is probably the biggest giveaway. They're, these... Uh, fakers will often undercut just to try and get sales by say 30 or 40 percent off gray market prices not just off authorized dealer prices like they'll even undercut the uh, the gray market sellers by a chunk usually some of the other stuff the seller is a big one like that was a big uh, learning experience for me just to like triple check the seller and then click onto their account and view it and the same would apply on uh, other retail sites too if they were like a marketplace style platform really check uh, if they're uh, dodgy or not. Also, I, I think it kind of taught me, you know, that it is just on, it is online, but like some of the fakes that I've seen on YouTube and stuff as well since, even some of these in-person ones must be really difficult too. I was always of the impression, you know, oh, you might get, you know, scammed online because you haven't seen the watch. But, you know, some of these videos I've seen exposing these fakes on YouTube, I'm not sure I'd even be able to tell some of them in person nowadays. So uh, it's put me more aware that there is those like super high-end fakes out there. And uh, even I can be scammed, right? Someone who's built at least a portion of my YouTube career by exposing absolute garbage tier brands. Even If I can get ripped off, basically anyone can. Yeah. Especially uh, at distance, it's it's very it's very difficult to tell. You know, there, there can be tales like poor quality imagery or someone selling a watch if they're selling it pre-owned and they're selling it with images that are from the manufacturer, generally like that. But sometimes yeah. even in the hand, it's very hard to tell. Sometimes a good tell is, is feeling the functionality of the watch. So a mechanical watch, if the winding feels really, really bad. But even then, you can you can buy fairly affordable movements to to put in a fake watch if you can't see it, and they'll feel fine. Um, so I, I would say buying the seller is probably the best thing that you can do. Yeah, I think you you touched on that. Yeah, the, if they if they're uploading press images that they've just got from the original manufacturer's website, that's uh, that's a tell. So yeah, you want to see you want to make sure that they've taken their own images, um, preferably with the copy of today's paper or something like that. <laughs> Actually, that wouldn't help. Um, but yeah, so you can compare to the press images and make sure that yeah, they, it looks it looks like a one to one thing. But yeah, then that doesn't really help either because some of these fakes are really good. Oh, it's such a minefield. It gets even murkier still because never mind an entire watch being fake. How about a watch being made up of 
partially fake or partially unoriginal parts. Now, it, I, I think we would all agree that a watch over time will be serviced, and as long as it's serviced by a reputable outlet using original parts, some of those parts might not be original. But imagine if you are sold a watch that is purported to be original or is purported to be genuine and you find that some of those parts are unoriginal or not genuine. Case in point, the recent Omega sale um, of uh, at Philips of the 3.4 million pound uh, Speedmaster turned out to be a Franken watch. Uh, Tom, we've recently been discussing that particular thing. How does it make you feel that kind of stuff's going on? It's worrying. I suppose that's another minefield as well, isn't it? Vintage watches, limited edition watches. You kind of come up against the same obstacles, aren't you? Because in the case of rarities, there's nothing really to compare it to. It's like if this is a one of a kind or this is like a really old watch, it's like you've got no reference point, really. Yeah, you kind of have to yeah. be a bit of a detective, don't you, really? So, yeah, I don't know who you turn to when, you, when you've got Franken watches on your hands. You need to know, you need to know the, the very intricate history of certain brands and where all these parts are coming from in order to identify them. So, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, very challenging, especially with vintage watches. They had so many different suppliers, and so the variations in dials and details and stuff. Even the manufacturers aren't sure. Yeah, if they were made before the internet as well, you could, yeah, you can't you can't like search for documentation. I guess with these the higher end watches, the history of the watch is much more well documented. But with anything under a grand, potentially. That just isn't the case. Like you, you Google in, nothing's going to come up, even for some of the more popular watches. So it's just a, a guessing game sometimes. <laughs> ben, have you had any experience with a Franken watch in your time? I have had an experience with a Franken watch, uh, and it was an unfortunate one, right? So uh, <laughs> I can't imagine when it would be fortunate, unless you were making money and got away with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, th this was extra unfortunate because it was actually a very thoughtful idea. It was from my wife. It was it was maybe about three years ago, four years ago, uh, and it was for my birthday. And she surprised me with with a with a new Seiko five watch that she uh, found on on eBay. And uh, it, let's just say. Yeah, that, that watch wasn't entirely original, uh, and then it turned out she'd ordered it from India, which uh, I have nothing against India particularly. Unfortunately, the reputation of sellers based out of there for watches isn't the strongest, which was immediately apparent by the fact that this watch was, was just absolute garbage tier. Broke within two days. No joke. Broke within two days. Didn't even wear it, and it broke within two days, the movement. Um, wow. Yeah, it, it was it was 100% a Franken watch. Uh I could tell instantaneously, unfortunately, uh, with that one. So they, they clearly weren't doing a, a great job at piecing these watches together. <laughs> but funnily enough, though, I've actually had a, a similar experience, not inherently a Franken watch, but this was just yesterday and it's far more extreme. So I found a Casio, right, on eBay yesterday, and it looked like just a standard Casio with someone modding in a purple bezel onto just a digital Casio low-end one. How much were they asking for this? They were claiming it was one of a kind, by the way. One of a kind, limited edition purple Casio. Couldn't find anything about this online. They said it was one of one made, a little bit like that Omega you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, for this Casio, they, yeah, they were asking a mere £30,000. <laughs> £30,000, not even joking. It wasn't even like the bezel is the purest purple. No, they didn't even pretend it was made of diamonds or anything. No, it was, it was just uh, openly a, a borderline scam, essentially. But is it a scam if if it really is one of a kind? 
<laughs> yeah, they're not wrong. In a way, I kind of admire the sheer optimism of the seller. You know, it's nice that someone feels that positively about something so inherently crap. <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder if they got a whole range of these one-of-a-kind watches for different brands and they're hoping if they can just sell like one or two of them every five years, that's them like set. Yeah, that's a brave business idea. I suppose we're back again to, to buying the seller, picking someone you trust who at the very, very worst case scenario, if you do discover there is something wrong, will put that right for you. Um, but scams work both ways. And I don't mean that we should start scamming the scammers back. I mean, sometimes you want to sell a watch and there can be various different pitfalls that come up from that. Tom, I don't think you've quite got to the stage in your collection where you realise that you need to start shifting some of them. But have you thought about... I probably do need to. <laughs> but have you thought about the challenge of, of selling a watch and not getting ripped off? No, I haven't really. What What do you mean? What, they won't pay me? How could they... What? <laughs> what What could happen? What? What's going what to... How are they going to do it? Well, what if they arrive with a baseball bat? find out where I live from the images. <laughs> if they arrive to the sale with a crew of henchmen? I think that's, that's my concern. Yeah. Oh, I'd never do it in person. <laughs> well, prior to the internet, and maybe even now, people would say, oh, let's meet at a a bank, a secure place to make the transaction rather than putting the watch in the post and risking it. And as, as Ben mentioned, you would walk on your way to the bank and waiting nearby the, the vicinity of the bank would be a crew of people who are bigger and stronger than you, Tom. Yeah. Um, and they would kindly ask for the watch and keep all yeah. the money. How would they catch me on my scooty, though? So <laughs> <laughs> <Hello>, long, suckers! <laughs> And they're like holding you by your head and you're like pushing in air. <laughs> um, ben, I've got a feeling that you probably have a story at which you were scammed trying to sell a watch. Um, I hope that's not the case. Su surprisingly not. Uh, that's because I'm incredibly thief aware, to be honest. Uh, and, you know, when you grow up in certain areas of the UK, you, le you learn to be extremely safety paranoid. And as a result, yeah, yeah, luckily that's never happened to me. That said, though... You know, I wouldn't sell anything of, of high value on the likes of Facebook Marketplace or, or one of these other um, sites that involves you going uh, in person to see someone where it's not a secure place. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't be uh, risking anything of, of, of high value in that regard because it can only end one way. Yeah. Oh, I suppose re recorded delivery. That's what you've got to do, isn't it? Send everything recorded delivery. Don't yeah. be in person. Oh, and take a million photos before you send it. Like you said earlier, not just some like nice photos, just take loads of photos because I imagine yeah. one of the, the common tricks is to, for someone to audio own a fake, to buy a real one, send the fake back and ask for a refund. Um, so if you've yeah. got incredibly like detailed, super macro shots, which shows every part of it, then you know, you, you'll have a, uh, a case there, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, good to know yeah, that you're yeah, more yeah. savvy when you sell stuff than when you buy it, Ben. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I keep getting scammed as a buyer, unfortunately, but it'll it be all right. Um, I think the same advice is true here, isn't it? It's, it's sell to a, a, a personal business that you 100% trust uh, and avoid having to jump through hoops in the first place. But I think we're going to move on now to one of the lesser spoken scams, which is... Probably one, Ben, that you are most familiar with, definitely from both sides of the fence. This is 
buying a watch that you think is a really great watch and it turning out to be a piece of rubbish. I'm not necessarily talking about value for money. There are plenty of watches out there that give you a, a perceived hype, a look, a status. Those kinds of watches you can end up paying a lot of money even though the quality of the watch is, you know, it's decent, but it's not amazing. I'm talking about when you buy a watch and it explodes as soon as you try it. Ben, I'm just going to, I'm just going to hand over to you for this one because this is definitely your area of expertise. Yes. Oh, these, these garbage tier watches, right? So you're, so from what I've gathered, you're meaning these, uh, like drop shipped watches or, or watches that are basically just rebadged alibaba watches essentially is that what you're getting at there, exactly Andrew? exactly someone who has gone oh if i write my own name on this and put a markup of a million percent on it i can be a millionaire overnight absolutely so so for those listening if, if you're not sure how drop shipping works here's the short of it right so uh if, if you're familiar with my spaghetti scametti brand you may already know how this works uh so essentially the person who wants to get rich quick or, or wants to try to get rich quick will head to a site like Alibaba or DHgate, who are essentially Chinese wholesale sites. And these wholesale sites will have a marketplace of factories ready to go who are going to make the product you want. You go back and forth with these people, tell them what you want, and they can essentially just fling you over a bunch of generic watches just with your logo stamped on. In terms of the dropshipping business model, what that will involve is the retailer's website will essentially be a front for Alibaba. And what they'll do is just set the price of a watch at like £100. You'll buy the watch for £100. And then to fulfill the order, all they do on the back end of the website is just fulfill your order from an Alibaba seller for, say, £9 per unit. And then they just pocket the difference and then the factory just ships the watch directly to the customer from China, which is why they take like a month or two to arrive often, uh, which is one of the red flags. I have a list of red flags, gentlemen. Would you like to hear some of the red flags? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I would absolutely like to hear this list of red flags. I imagine it is a whole menagerie of flags. <laughs> uh, so we've got one of them is, as you mentioned before, Tom, uh, simply reusing uh, shots from elsewhere. So these may be of genuine brands or they could just be reusing images from directly from these Alibaba sellers. The telltale signs are they always have a transparent background like 99% of the time. Um, you'll also notice if the retailer is selling watches sourced from multiple different Alibaba factories, the photos will often look quite different from one another. Whereas if they were genuine, the lighting and stuff and, and the color balance of the images is much more likely to be really equal because they've been taken with the same uh, equipment and the, and the same lighting and everything. So that's a little bit of a giveaway. And I believe, Andrew, you've mentioned reverse image searching before on, on one of your channels, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, this is where you can essentially download an image. So just right click, save as the image on this retailer site. And you can go and check for yourself if this image was originating from Alibaba or something, so you can enter it into Google or uh, one site I like to use is called TinEye, and you can whack it in there and it will bring up like a list of places that that image has appeared. And the things to look for is the date of upload. So if it <laughs> the date of upload on Alibaba was before the one of this site, 
then they can't claim Alibaba's ripped off their product. It was probably just straight from Alibaba. Um, then uh, also the size of the image as well. So what you'll often find is the original image will be say 1000 pixels by 1000 pixels. They'll download it and it'll be so compressed by the time they re-upload it, the quality will be worse and it'll be like 700 pixels as well or something. So that's always a giveaway sign. So that's some of it. What do you guys think about using renderings only on the <laughs> on oh, the sites? Yeah. Because this is one thing I've seen. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Very, very this, heavily edited. This, that just says this watch doesn't even exist yet, is what that tells me. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, essentially just like a drawing of a watch, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. So artist's interpretation. They just found someone on Fiverr and they were like, Yeah, can you make a mock-up of this watch to make it look way better than it does in person? Yeah. And they just spent like like five or ten pounds. So yeah. that's some of it. If if they're not willing to show the watch in other environments like you know uh, against like some leaves or something you know how, they, how lots of these sites do to make the watches look artsy if they're not willing to even do a single one of them and they're just relying on computer generated images yeah that's sus yeah <laughs> that's really sus yeah. um also these these um just stupidly long elaborate backstories that clearly have no basis in reality. Have you, have you seen the Daniel Wellington one? He <laughs> took inspiration from like a Submariner dive watch and then produced something that looks nothing like a Submariner dive watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely inspiration. Weird. But they, they seem to have become the benchmark, you see. People have seen this storytelling ability from the likes of Daniel Wellington and just taking it to a whole new extreme, like making up just in, insane stuff about how they're changing the world and all this. So if they've got just a, a ridiculous backstory yet the company was founded in 2019 or something, yeah, chances are something's amiss there, potentially. Um, <laughs> in a similar vein is when these companies, they just won't tell you where they're based out of. Like, they're just not willing to say where the company is from, but they will push a certain, often Italian, like, branding, like, to appeal to the uh, the luxury side of things. Have you seen that one yet? Yeah, if the brand name sounds like an Italian football player, then that's a red flag. Isn't it? Yeah, red card, some would say, a red card. <laughs> Baggio. Pieces of Italian marble in the back of their watches, that kind of thing, to, to demonstrate the authenticity. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what it is about Italy, but some of these uh, super cheap watch brands, they, they, they love Italy, I'll, I'll just say that much, they must love pasta. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I think some of it is just generally the approach to marketing too. Like you'll see the same jargon again and again and again. And feel free to watch some spaghetti scametti advertisements if you want all these <laughs> examples rammed down your throat about 50 times in two minutes. <laughs> the likes of affordable luxury, cutting out the middleman, premium quality, revolutionary, <laughs> and then disrupting the watch industry because that's what all these brands do. They're all disruptors now. God, you can't move for disruption. It's very disruptive. Um, let's talk about Spaghetti Scametti because you have gone one step further in trying to educate people in, into how to spot these kinds of watches by doing it yourself. And it sounds like from what you said that despite the incredibly tongue-in-cheek marketing that people are still not quite getting it. What's the next step for you with all of this to really push that education even harder? So, uh, to, to be honest, I'm not sure if, uh, how much further we could really go with Spaghetti Scametti. That we, we created it really at the behest of viewers who were, were just asking uh, it to become a reality. So, uh, 
for those not familiar, it's essentially just an extreme uh, parody brand that just completely just uh, rags on the, the watch industry, uh, especially these like fashion watches and stuff, who are just saying all sorts of stuff that's just straight up not true. Or, or we, we just take the joke to the next level. They're obsessed with cutting out the middlemen. Our adverts involve machine gunning middlemen to death, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, we, we just thought we'd take it to an extreme. And then if people want to buy it, essentially as, as a version of channel merchandise, just on steroids, then they can. The watches themselves, they're absolutely dreadful quality, as we say in the adverts. But yeah, people, uh, we've had a couple of people who still bought them and then complained about the quality, genuinely complained, not trolling, <laughs> saying that they're terrible and all this. And it's like, yeah, we told you they were. <laughs> like, we, we, we said it's cool. Like, what, what do you expect for a fragileite crystal and tin skin 3.0 construction? I mean, <laughs> what are we expecting Rolex levels of quality? That sounds really good, actually. I very much uh, encourage you to view and listen to go and check out the Spaghetti Scametti site and general marketing. It's very impressive and it's very funny. Uh, I, I really especially liked the attention to detail of things like the second hand not lining up with the markers. Um, <laughs> And it just goes to show that you can make money by scamming people, no matter how savvy you think people are. Well, there you go. Thank you so much, Ben, for joining us. If you're a listener, check out all of the links that we put in the description to all of his stuff. It's um, it's all good, especially the spaghetti scametti. Buy a million of those just to make the world a weirder place, if anything. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for watching. Please do like, comment and subscribe and check out watchfinder.com for your buying and selling needs. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.